Well, good Friday. It's important for us who are followers of Christ to not make light of things that we already know, to not take for granted. And so we have days like this where we we have a Friday that we set aside to remember Christ's death and what it means for us. But when it's something that you already know and it's something that you have celebrated over and over again, the, the battle sometimes is not to make it become just a religious endeavor, not just a, a ritual that you go through and it lose its impact. And sometimes it's hard to get back to that place where the story impacts your life and actually means something. Have you ever been involved with something and wanted someone else to be involved with it, but they just didn't get it like you did? I remember we used to have for Christmas this incredible feast. My grandmother, my aunts, my mom would slave in the kitchen all day. We would watch TV, the guys, (coughs) and then the food would be ready and it would be this incredible meal. And I think it was an Italian tradition. There were seven types of fish that were there. And we had this anchovy pasta that was just incredible. All clams and schmelz and this soup, the Chiapino soup. <clears throat> oh, man. It was amazing. And the reason I remember it is because I remember there being an awakening in my own life. Where, you know, when you're young, or at least me when I was like eight, 10 years old, I just wanted hamburgers and french fries. That was it. Oh, don't give me any of this. I don't care about that soup. I don't want to have any anchovy pasta. Forget about that. I just want hamburgers and french fries. And then all of a sudden, there was one day where I just explored and tried it. And the light went on. And it was this revelation of taste that flooded my body. And it was like, oh my gosh, this has been going on and I have not appreciated it. And it really was. It was like this revival in my taste buds that took place. And I was so excited that when Corrine and I started dating, I couldn't wait for her to come to my family Christmas feast. And so Corrine came, we were just dating, and there we are, and I was like, oh, look at this. It smells heavenly. Oh, look at that. Oh, you got to try this, and you got to try this. And she was so sweet and so polite as I would put this fish on her plate. And I go, oh, you got to try this. It's the most amazing thing. And she's like, no, that's okay. And I know, try it. And I was just about putting the spoon up to her mouth, you know. And here's my family all sitting around, you know, all these people watching her to see if she's going to eat or not. And she wasn't a fish fan. In fact, she's allergic to fish. I didn't know it at the time. 
but I so wanted her to understand what I was going through, but she just, it wasn't on the same page. And I think sometimes that happens to us with this day and the cross of Christ. For some people, Jesus' death means everything. And for others, it's, what's the big deal? What's this Good Friday thing about? And you feel like you're, you're putting you know, this up to their mouth saying, oh, you got to taste it. And they're like, oh, I'm not interested in that. And you see, I, I remember when that was the case for me. I remember my day of awakening when this exploration of faith became a reality. And I started going to Bible studies, and I didn't know anything about the Bible. I just went because my mom and my uncle and my aunt were going, and it seemed like a nice thing to do. I was kind of doing it for them. And I remember going to this one Bible study. I have no idea what was involved. I remember talking, and I have no idea what I said because I didn't know anything. In fact, I remember quoting things from Jesus Christ Superstar because that's all I knew about Jesus. And I prayed something at the end. And I remember I must have been something where this, this man came up to me and he said, so <laughs> he must have caught on to something, you know. I thought I played it pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm into this Jesus thing. I saw a movie. And he sat down and he said, have you ever received Christ? And he went through some prayer thing and I knelt with him and I prayed and you know, said, yeah, I want to receive Jesus. I had no idea to the extent of what I was doing. But I thought, I'll give this a try. Because I, I could use something in my life. And so I started opening up my life just to allow God to have this conversation. And pretty soon, he started changing me. And pretty soon, it was this awakening. It was like that meal where all of a sudden, I was alive. And he, he made a difference. And, and I can remember at one time, I had been going to a church and finding out more and really starting to understand about this Jesus. And the cross was starting to become less of a mystery and more of a reality to my life. The idea of Jesus dying for my sins was starting to become something I recognized I really needed. And then there was this one day I was with some friends and I won't go into the detail, but I was involved with some things that I shouldn't have been involved with. And I remember coming home that night and thinking, oh God, what did I just do? And I was laying down in bed and I was just dark in my soul, just weeping inside, just thinking, ugh. I can't be a, a Christian. I'm, I just can't do this. God, I'm so bad. And this voice spoke into me 
as loud as a nonverbal voice can, and it said, Sam, I love you. I died for you. And I started crying like a baby. (laughs) It overwhelmed me. It really did. It overwhelmed me so much that I recognized at that point the reality of what it meant for Jesus to die on the cross for me. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 13. Paul writes and he says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. You see, it's not enough that God loves you. It's not enough that you know right from wrong. It's not enough for us to be sorry for the things that we do. It wasn't enough for me to be on that bed just hurting inside for who I was. That, that's good and that's important, but it's not enough. It took Jesus' death, it took the cross to take away the stain, to pay the debt, to cancel the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away and he's nailed it to the cross. And I can remember when the realization of what that means flooded my soul with hope and with his life. That even though I had failed God in my actions, I could still be called his son. Not because I will be better and not fail, but because Jesus never did fail. And he took my debt. And I remember that awakening. And I can remember specifically saying in my own mind, as the tears were going down my face, and I wasn't crying out loud because there were other people who might hear me, you know, in the other rooms, and I was like, ah, oh, they'll freak out if I'm start crying. So I'm just sitting there kind of sobbing in my bed because I'm overwhelmed how much God loves me and, and the realization of what he's done. And I can remember saying in my own mind, don't 
ever forget this night. Don't ever forget what it was like to have that burden lifted from you and put on the cross. Don't ever forget what it was like to be without hope and to recognize now that you have hope and that you have life. Don't ever forget. Because if you forget, you will lose the meaning of what I've done. You will lose the ability to tell others who are where you were. And you won't be able to communicate the truth to them. It will just be a story. It will just be information. And you'll be trying to feed them a feast and they won't be interested. Don't forget. And so we take a day, a year, where we recognize this, but really, you know that's not enough. You know it's not supposed to be once a year that you remember the cross. In fact, we're going to partake of communion together. And what is that? That's remembering the event. And we're supposed to do that as often as we eat and proclaim his death until he returns. And it's amazing because when he gathered together for that Passover feast, when they were celebrating, bread was common. The wine, it was common. These weren't special things. Go get, you know, I don't know what it took to make that Chiapino soup, but I've never had it as good since. I've had some good, but man, it was amazing. I think it took a good day full day to cook that thing because there was crab in there there was clams it was just amazing oh it was good (laughs) and the passover it wasn't hey go get some of that chiapino soup well they couldn't because they're kosher and couldn't eat the crabs and stuff but not only that it it was just get the bread something that you have every day And get the wine, this drink that was common. These things that are at your disposal on a regular basis are now going to be the sign for you to remember. Those things that are common are to be something that we remember. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul writes to the Corinthian church, Verse 23, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. In remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And that's what we're doing here tonight. We're proclaiming. That word means preaching the Lord's death until he comes. What are we preaching? We are preaching that it's enough. It's finished. 
I am no longer condemned. My debt has been canceled and nailed to the cross. That's what we proclaim. That's what we celebrate. That's what we're enjoying. That's the life we are involved with. That's what we partake of. That's what we remember. And so Danny's going to come up and sing a song. As he does, we have the elements right here on this round table right behind you. Go up and get the cup and the bread and go back and sit down and we'll partake together in just a minute. I want to take a moment and just open up opportunity for us to thank the Lord for what he's done. So as you feel led to pray, short prayer and thanks for the Lord. This isn't a prayer asking God to help us or to do something for us. That's fine to pray, but this is going to be a time where we pray and say thank you for what he has done. We're going to allow this evening to be one where we are grateful And instead of asking, we want to tell him how thankful we are for his life given for ours. Let's take a moment and pray. And as you feel impressed, pray out loud so we can all hear. Lord, we are all here testifying of your goodness, your grace, your mercy. We are all here because you went to the cross. And Father, we are grateful beyond words. Lord, I pray that everyone here would have an awakening, Lord, to the reality of your love and their sin being forgiven. Lord, that there would be a recognition of what you've done and by faith, Lord, we would receive that grace, that goodness. And Lord, we proclaim that it is enough on this day. Lord, all these years later, we echo with the millions who have gone before us, remembering what you have done on the cross and giving you thanks and praise. And Father, we do remember you this evening and are so, so grateful. We bless your name, Jesus, and we thank you. Let's partake of the bread and the cup. And everyone said, Amen. So be it. The Lord is good. Danny's going to close us in one last song, but before we do, you each got, a, I believe, a little card. They're new. You can take that with you. We're going to be handing those out regularly. It gives you an opportunity to interact with us uh, on various ways, and so you can read that, fill it out in the back. If you want to leave it, you can leave it with me or on the table back there where Jason's at. Um, There's a little basket back there. Actually, you can put it in, I think. I think there's a basket there. No? Anyway, just give it to me, I guess. Um, And hang out and enjoy some dessert, some coffee uh, with one another. Let's all stand together 
as Danny leads us in the last song.